Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello, welcome to the news. That that was a uh, that was good. Um, <laughs> it's a good it, job we're not it, putting this one up on YouTube as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, fine. <laughs> uh, it's the final news down. There we go. Puns. Um, uh, anyway, um, we're here to talk about the news this week. As always, I am Jay, joined by Troy. Big Tasty is currently in B and Q, replacing the Hoss alarm because Joe Coffee and Rampage Brown broke it this morning. Bastards. Bastards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, we're here to break down the weekly news. Been a bit of a slower news week than it was last week. But yeah, last last week was spicy for news. Still a lot of big stuff to come out because obviously last week we were we were like, will he won't won't be about CM Punk. Now we know he's here. Mm. And oh boy, it's been dropping a few of those little uh, pipe bomb things he's been he used to do, hasn't he? TikTok, um, TikTok pipe bomb thingy thingies. Yeah, but before we get to that, we've got to talk about. WWE fair. Uh, we will get to we'll see on news later, as well as some other free agency news. Um, some unfortunate news: uh, Pat McAfee has revealed that he's tested positive for COVID nineteen, despite being fully vaccinated. He'll uh, be missing the next two weeks of SmackDown, I assume, unless he do what he do with Beth Phoenix and have them like. Do yeah, it, just like, have him call him from home. We'll have him on a Zoom call. They they won't want Pat McAfee off TV. They'll have him on a Zoom call. Like I, on a little on a little tablet next to Michael Cole because they're bays now. <laughs> you, you know what would be good though if Pat can't make it. You get Bailey on commentary with Michael Cole. Oh yes, nice. just Bailey berating Cole for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's or, that's a shitter to hear. Or get Danhausen have some good night housing with their Danhausen. Yes, that'll never happen, but yes. Yeah, that's 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 shit news. Bless him. Uh, get well soon, mate. Uh, well hopefully, soon. we we still have him on SmackDown in some capacity. We'll see. Oh, uh, commentary. Ooh, in his his dungarees, his his denim singlet. Oh, biggie on his couch. And his, his foot spa. Foot yeah. <laughs> and his mini fridge. And his mini fridge. <laughs> just Biggie being a comfortable commentator. B- biggie, just Biggie in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, according to Mike Johnson at PW Insider, uh, Kofi Kingston is not currently cleared to perform. Uh, he was also not on the road for WWE SummerSlam or Raw. Um, mm. I thought it was weird that like Woods was just doing stuff on his own again. Yeah, um, he's had like, he's had quite a few problems with injury recently. Kofi hasn't. Mm. Yeah, it's not I, good. I don't know whether it's like something nagging or whether it's just. Mm. I am. Um... Whatever it's like, like, I mean, if it was COVID, like, I'm sure it would have just come out. Like, it's come out that Pat McAfee has, and it's come out like when Drew had it, it came out that he had it. So, it's an injury, I'm sure, but I'd, pff, hopefully not for too long. Miss Kofi on our screens, love Kofi yeah. on our screens. We'll yeah, it, it's it's very odd, especially because they were kind of like positioning him Woods in 
a feud with Miz and Morrison, and obviously they broke up on Raw. Yeah, yeah. There is that. Um, speaking of new days, or more like New Year's, WWE have announced a new pay-per-view on January 1st called Day One. Day One-ish. Do you, reckon they, do you reckon they're going to do another pay-per-view the day after called Day Two? Oh, behave. They'll do, they'll do one on New Year's Eve the same year called Day 365. I have to think whether it was a leap year next year or not. Come Is on it a leap now. year next year? I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awkward. That'd, it, that'd be really fucking awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the, the first pay-per-view that they've ever hosted on New Year's Day. Do you just give, give the talent like a week off. Yeah. Christmas and New Year, just give them a week off. Two weeks. Be nice. Two weeks. Two, no, yeah. two weeks. Pre-record a couple of episodes of Raw and SmackDown. That's fine. You can allow them to do that. It's a festive season. Give them, give them some time off. Yeah. But I do, it's nice. There's a new pay-per-view, I guess. But, I mean, saying that the last few new pay-per-views we've had have, have been balls. Wow. Put some respect on Great Balls of Fire. As I say, balls. Great balls of fire was awesome. Great balls of fire was awesome. Great balls of fire is when they should have pulled the trigger on Joe, but that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they announced the venue for it as well, didn't they? I can't remember uh, yeah, where. Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Atlanta, GA. That's, so, uh, that's Goldberg turning up then. Oh, fuck it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> or it's uh, them pulling the trigger on. Atlanta native King Xavier Woods. King. King. The King. Xavier Woods. The King. <laughs> <laughs> Razor Shimon. <laughs> Razor Shimon. Pop the boys with a bit of Razor Shimon. Pop the boys, indeed. That's it. Uh, next up, Fightful uh, was told by WWE sources earlier. Uh, earlier this summer, rather, uh, that they were hoping to get Brock Lesnar back uh, and had hoped to have him on screen imminently, but were also told that WWE's hopes weren't always necessarily Brock's hopes. Um, those who in WWE are under the impression that Lesnar is under contract for roughly a year and a half and has at least eight matches on that contract, uh, though that is always available to change and negotiate further. Um, I mean, he's obviously going to be at Saudi yeah, top techno Viking. Brock Lesnar loves money. Top, top techno Viking. The, the, the taker of eyebrows. Brock Lesnar loves a bit of the dollar he dues. If you don't get that reference, go back and watch our SummerSlam uh, watch along. Uh, specifically, the last five minutes where, where Ryan makes a silly, silly bet that well, involves Brock Lesnar and his eyebrows. Desperately trying to get out of there. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Oh, He's, they're going. He, he literally said he'd shave the rest of his head. Wow! And I went, and I went, yeah, but we want the eyebrows, mate. That's that's a bold claim. You, you, yeah, you, you you said the eyebrows. We want the eyebrows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back, uh, back to news, yeah, Brock. Back to back to where Big Daddy Brock. Um, did you see Gable Stevenson's tweet about in regards to this? Oh no! He said um, someone put like posted like eight matches and then. He bought something like seven because I want one of them. Ooh. Ooh. He, he told Brock Lesnar to cut ponytail because he's a, a fearless man. The fucking size of the minerals on that boy. 
Yeah. Well, but he, had, he used to have like a big afro, didn't he? And Brock told him to cut that shit because people would grab it when he's a. Uh, when they're wrestling. Oh, okay. I so see where he's coming out. came back with his little top knot. He went, get that Touché. shit Touche. Yeah. fucking shay. <laughs> Fair play. I'm I'm excited for Brock Black. I know a lot of people aren't. I know some people are. I know that some people that probably weren't now are. Yeah, I am. He, he looks fucking Brock. cool. If the, he's coming back as a face, it. which he definitely, definitely is, then that's pretty yeah. cool as well. Him without the, Heyman is intriguing. The thing with Brock as well is that, like, the way to make it work is just keep him out of the title picture. Yeah. Just like I say the same thing about Goldberg all the time. Keep him out of the fucking title picture. Keep him away from the champion. Mm. You just put him against somebody just to give him a bit of a rub or like whatever. Like have them kick out of the jackhammer and then beat him. Then he instantly look like a bigger deal yeah. because the way WWE portray him. If you have mm. literally Brock doing a, like a greatest hits tour. Yeah. Coming down and then getting Brock and Walter in NXT. Oh, don't do it. Brock and Keith Lee. Open the forbidden door and get Brock versus Minoru Suzuki. Cowards. (laughs) Suzuki's doing his own doing his own fucking G1 because they didn't put him in the G1 again. So he's gone to America and he's just murdering young lions like Danny Garcia. More on that later. (laughs) Um, There's a lot if if he's got eight matches on that. Like, hopefully they're not. One's Roman, definitely. Hopefully the rest aren't all. Edge. I think Edge is a lock because they've got the story of Brock broke his neck the first time. That's a good shout. And then That's a really good shout. I wouldn't be surprised. Like the thing with Brock as well, though, is like they love putting him against like indie guys. Mm. Not all the time, because obviously you put him against Braun and then Brock just is unhappy about it. Mm. But sometimes they will do. Yeah, um, I'd love to see like Brock Keith Lee a one on one. We had the tease at the Rumble; it'd be fucking awesome. Uh, Brock and fucking Walter, Brock and Champa, Brock and Dragon just off. Have, just have Brock go to NXT. Yeah, like there. yeah. There's there's so many fucking Brock dream Joe matches too. on there. Brock Joe to exactly like I've Joe beaten this time. <clears throat> yeah, it's the thing is. It's probably just going to be all matches on fucking main roster. Realistically. Oh, there'll, be, there'll be two but, matches against Roman. Yeah. There'll be... There'll be one hmm. against whoever's WWE champion when they did a brand split. Oh, shit, Brock Lashley. We're going to get Brock Lashley. How do we Brock miss out Brock Lashley? Yeah. Lashley's been petitioning it for, like, I don't know, 50 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was part of him re-signing with WWE. He said, I want Brock. I want Brock. I mean, give you Brock. Yeah. Oh. Do it, cowards. The, the, like this is intrigued. There's dream matches here. It's going to be Fuck fun. Best rampage would be good. Oh fucking hell! Yes, Slapping please. Them, meet off each other. So, <laughs> Brock versus Dave Mastiff. <laughs> oh, don't. Be tasty. I'll have to get a fucking standing order. <laughs> um, I'll have to go to Screwfix and get a standing order on replacement parts. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, go on. Next up. Sit well. <laughs> I was going to say two guys I'd love to see Brock against also are Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Mm. Um, they've not been on TV for a little while, but Fightful have given an update on that. Um, saying we've had several inquiries regarding Sami Zayn and Cesaro and they've uh, been off TV. Um, in asking around several WWE sources, we've not heard anything regarding injuries for either wrestler, despite not having any matches of late. In fact, we heard that Cesaro was backstage at last week's episode of SmackDown. So just mm. create a knot for them. Or Kevin Owens. That's mad. It's, it's 
especially because Cesaro, it did feel like they were finally tying the rocket to him and making him like a main guy. Yeah. And Even if you don't have him in the title pitch the whole time, like he's had that rub in being in a main event and the title, a title match. Yeah. Like keep that momentum, like keep something, like don't just allow him to fade into obscurity, which is exactly what they've done here. Yeah. It's weird. And if if you've watched maybe, the... Maybe they're, uh, maybe they're holding Swissman captive to try and get Adam Cole to resign the deal. <laughs> if you watch... um. The, the day of WrestleMania, the documentary that's on the network that went on over the weekend, he features very heavily in one of those episodes as well. Yeah. It's one of those weird things where they kind of, they'll feature someone in one of those documentaries and then it's just like, yeah, but like you, <laughs> you've, yeah, you, you're clearly investing something in them because you've made them the focal point of like a good third of this documentary. And yet they're nowhere to be seen on TV. So someone watching that documentary is just like, oh, okay, I like look at this guy. I watched SmackDown. Oh, hang on, where the fuck is he? It's just a bit weird. I don't know. Um, and yes, yeah, same with Sami Zayn. Like, yes, he didn't feature much in that documentary, but just, I, it's 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 very baffling. That- also, did you see what Roman tweeted out about Sami Zayn? No. Basically, saying like they need to do whatever they can to get Sami Zayn on TV more because he's like a priceless asset to WWE. Like, Who said that? Roman. Wow. Yeah. Wow. When you've got and the that, head of the table vouching for you. Yeah. And then Sami Zayn tweeted something out going, I've always liked the tribal chief. <laughs> <laughs> Known suck up Sami Zayn. Yeah. But that, that being said, Sami Zayn was also tweeting out today about PWG and it got my heart fucking racing. Like, Fuck it out. Don't do that saying it's been eight years since I appeared in PWG and I had a run of eight years. And I was just like, well, well. Jesus. We get just one more fucking El Generico Super Dragon match. Oh, good Lord. Just one. One. Sammy, Sammy Zayn just tearing it up in fucking PWG. Today's PWG be fucking incredible. Yeah. Really would. Um, speaking of people that used to be in PWG, uh, should we talk about some NXT? And should we, should we talk about... One Adam Cole baby. A former longest reigning PWG champion. Indeed. So Adam Cole had what appeared to be his swan song uh, this past Sunday um, on Takeover 36. And as Fightful mentioned, he's not signed a new contract as of this past weekend. Uh, they said that we've learned more about the immediate future of Adam Cole following his NXT Takeover 36 loss to Kyle O'Reilly. If you're hoping to see Cole pop up again on this week's episode of uh, sorry, if you're hoping to see Cole pop up on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite or Rampage, um, then it won't be happening. Uh, the reason for that is that Fightful have learned that Cole's current WWE contract with the short-term extension is actually up this Friday. So today, uh, 27th of August. Uh, and with AEW filming both Rampage and Dynamite on a Wednesday, uh, that would make it impossible for him to legally appear. Uh, Fightful continued and said that we've been told by WWE sources they expect to offer uh, expect another offer within the company to come Cole's way this week. According to Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men Pro podcast, WWE thought that Cole would agree to a new deal, but uh, something changed. Um, and with the people that they'd spoken to uh, within WWE for the longest time, the anticipation was that he would re-sign with WWE. Something changed uh, now that I'm being told that he's leaving. I'm also not being told that he's signing with WWE, Zarian said. Um, I f- I saw out the corner of my eye you were doing something. What the fuck are you doing there? <laughs> I was doing uh, the elite, the the elite baby. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a little, a little so, thing for the viewers, little Easter egg. 
um, like <laughs> CM Punk's been writing on his shoes. Um, okay, now I need to stop that. They're nice shoes. Don't ruin them with that nonsense. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I imagine the amount of money that AEW are paying. You can probably buy a fucking wardrobe. That's that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. What 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 do you think? He's, I mean, he's going all elite, isn't he? I imagine the thing that probably changed was as he was negotiating with Vince McMahon, they fired one of his mates. Oh yeah, that that, that probably didn't help matters. Um, yeah, but the whole fact that we were talking about it felt like there was a shit on a time shave that was a match at a takeover I imagine that probably didn't help matters either yeah um, it's mad isn't it that like WWE seemed to have this whole sort of it's almost like a psychology they've got where it's like oh yeah we'll punish them and we'll make them want to resign it's like mm. if you, it's like they did it with Punk they pushed him out the door they literally did everything and the fucking not want to stay with him the company yeah, it's mad. Did the same. Did the same with Daniel Bryan recently. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like they've got so used to basically being the only fucking place in town that they go back to the carny ways and start like treating people like shit. And then mm. now they they're not the only place in town. Now they've got actual competition. Yeah, as yeah. much as they as much as, as much they as they say it's not competition. Saying, we are in competition with AEW. Well. Guess what, guys? The fucking networks think differently. Yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot to put in the news was uh, the Fox apparently were furious that WWE didn't like try and make a counter offer to CM Punk. Really? Yeah. And that's why WWE brought back Brock and Becky at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of like satiate the network. That's why Brock and Becky have both gone to SmackDown. Hmm. And now, now WWE are pissed off USA because they've just took two top Raw guys and put them on SmackDown. <laughs> Oh dear, they are but, really shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, they're, they're fucking idiots. Also, uh, obviously, the other elephant in the room was that there was the Mattel thing last night with Adam Cole being on. Yeah, uh, that was pre-recorded. Oh, that was it? Okay, that was recorded like three or four weeks ago. Right. Um. So that that's why we didn't have to worry about that. Um. Interestingly. Woods was hanging out with uh, Adam Cole last night. See, he? he put a, put a little video of them hanging up, hanging out with uh, Tyler Breeze on Twitter. Ah, oh, Tyler Breeze. I miss Tyler Breeze. I miss Tyler Breeze. He's still he's still doing stuff on up with down down. I don't. Yeah. I I, th- I think Adam Cole to AEW will be the death of, of the party, mm. as far as an on screen presence goes. But you know, we'll see. You know, you know, it's got gone of the days where. Uh, People can just show up and be in the elite as well and do, have little cameos, <laughs> like uh, like Kevin Owens asking for directions and just ignore him, <laughs> or Sa- Sami Zayn just walking around like right in the back of the fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we will see. We will mm. see. Um, either way, I think this next week's going to be very interesting to be a wrestling fan. Obviously, for sure, on Sundays all out. <clears throat> um, Tomorrow and Sunday is NWA Empower and NWA 73. Cool. Might get a few surprises there. Oh, I think we're definitely in for some surprises there. And also on Monday is when um, a lot of the bigger names like Braun Strowman, Buddy Murphy, the Iconics, Ruby Soho's, um, non-competers up. So there is that too. There is. 
So I think next week we're going to have a very, bit, very bit of new video. Oh, I uh, think it's going to be a chunky news next it, week. <laughs> it might be. It might be a case of having to postpone it to the Monday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we will see. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, back to uh, NXT during SummerSlam weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, Fight was informed that WWE had indeed offered Pete Dunne a contract extension recently. Uh, the length of the offer the extension had not been confirmed and varied based on who they spoke to, uh, but the offer was confirmed by an anonymous WWE rep. Fightful have not heard if Dunn has re-signed or if he plans to. Based on based on uh, the sort of like way he's being positioned in NXT, I think it would be I think very surprised. Very surprised if he hasn't at least like signed a year extension. Yeah. Um, We're getting but- Joe and Dunn. Oh yeah, it's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> Once well, to happen. The amount of fucking dream matches Joe's had robbed off him in like um, the space of a month. I know, right? Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh shit! Speaking of speaking of actually, also um, with me saying about air uh, release clauses um, or non competes rather expiring, um, all the NXT ones from a few weeks ago they expire on Sunday. As in, it's coming the, Sunday. No, the Sunday of All Out. Ooh. Who was in so, that? Remind me. Bronson Reed. Uh, oh, yeah. Bob, Bobby Bob Fish. Fish. Um, Kurt Stallion. Alex Zane. Um, Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust. Jake uh, Atlas. Jake Atlas. He's he's confirmed for Effie's Big Gay Brunch. On oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Isn't he in like some six-man match with, is it Trey Miguel and someone else? Probably yeah. I no, that's so. a P- that's PWG three menders. Oh, okay. The, the, a lot of them have been announced for the PWG show on the twenty sixth. Right, right. Already, but there's obviously um, oh Mercedes Martinez with the other big one. Yeah, yeah. She, she's already been the uh, the Joker in the women's battle royal in AW. Is she? I, uh, yeah, the first one. All oh, right. Is she? She signed for WWE very shortly after, but they literally oh. like threw a contract at her as soon as she did it because she was a free agent. Damn. Um, but yeah, either, either way, there's going to be a lot of uh, very talented people mm. knocking about in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah. Oof, I, I, can't I, wait. I think I think Bronson Reed's going to show up in uh, AEW. Oh, I fucking hope so. He's he's defo going back to PWG because when I was watching him. Um, when I was watching Bowler 2018, Excalibur was like gushing over him on contract on mm-hmm. uh, commentary. Yeah. So based on that alone, I think he's probably going to show up in PWG and more likely than not going to show up in AEW because he's got Excalibur just like, just, just sign him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's worked with a load of AEW guys already. Yeah, and, makes sense. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, yes. I, he's, the, he's the one that I'm just like, yeah, wherever he goes, I'll follow because he's fucking awesome. Very, 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 very fucking good. Top lad Jonah Rock. <laughs> or just Jonah now, because he doesn't just need Jonah. Him, The That's king it. of monsters, Jonah. <laughs> uh, speaking of AEW, <clears throat> uh, let's talk about some. And CM Punk obviously returned to pro wrestling last week. Um, I I hadn't heard that he had. It's It's been pretty quiet about, about him coming back. No, really, really, was, like... I wish, people, know where this one. I, wish, I wish people would pipe up about it more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, to be fair, this is like, this is literally like the fucking biggest thing, like 
I mean, people are coming across like this is the second coming of Christ. It's, I wouldn't say it's the second coming of Christ, but it's like, it, it's, the, the way I look at it is there was like three guys that it was always like, will they, won't they ever come up, like come back to wrestling? Shawn Michaels and obviously, let's not we talk about happen there. Don't worry uh, about it. Stone Cold and CM Punk. And Punk was the, like, Stone Cold's the one that never will because it's like he, he's he's happy, he's retired, he's healthy. Yeah. And he's too good an interviewer now to need to fucking get back in the ring. Hmm. Um, but Punk was the one where it was like, well, he's still like, he's still at an age that he can wrestle hmm. at a top level. And he's, he was so over when he was in WWE. Hmm. And like I, I mean, I remember when I was at WrestleMania 30, and obviously it was two months after he walked out. And everywhere you went, people were chanting "Sample." They were still selling the fucking merch at the WWE shop because hmm. they were trying to make a book off it. And you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that like it literally went from being a chant for a, a chant for wanting their hero back to a chant for. Well, we're chanting this at you now because we're unhappy with what you're doing. And he mm. kind of was like the sort of the poster boy of being unhappy with WWE. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a it it really is like the, the biggest thing that's probably happened in wrestling for like quite a while. I I'd say since The Rock came back to wrestling. It's a fair shout. I, I'd say since like since Rock Cena, this is the biggest thing to sort of pull back fans. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah, um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. I, that. I'd agree. I literally woke up on the Saturday morning to texts from like friends who were wrestling fans who have stopped watching wrestling, saying, "Where can I watch AEW? I've heard CM Punk's back." <laughs> That's pretty cool. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I literally had a mate I've not spoke to for about six months, and definitely not spoke to about wrestling because he he just fell out with it. Like texting me all day about the possibilities of Punk and like. He'd, he'd gone back and watched like months of AEW in like an afternoon mm. just to get like an idea of what he was getting into. Oh, up like, to speed sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, why haven't I been watching this all along? <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it's, it's massive. I, I agree. I do. I do. Um, I, I understand why people are a bit excited. <laughs> yeah, I get what. Yeah, I do. I do. I think, and not to divert off the, the point of this, this news piece here. Um, yeah. Whilst I get why people are excited, I don't like this mentality of you can't say a bad word against punk. Punk's untouchable. Like at the moment, like oh, anyone no. says something that isn't, oh my god, punk's back, and it's like you can't say that. Cause say what I want. I'm a paying fan. Oh, like yeah. I, I don't like this mentality that he's untouchable from anyone saying anything bad about. Like you have to be excited that he's back, otherwise you're not a wrestling fan or you're an arsehole. Yeah. Like oh, I don't no, like that, I and I've got that from a lot of people. With that. Yeah, I've got that from quite a few people, and I don't. Well, like I know, that. I know you're not a punk fan. Hmm. I am, and I'm not. Whilst I appreciate his body of work, this, that, and the other, and whilst I'm excited that he's back, I'm not. I'm not filling my pants that he's back like everyone yeah. else. But if I was as big a fan as other people, then I'd probably be as excited. So I'm kind of yeah. yeah I I appreciate it, but I just yeah. I don't like the that far. Like that other side of it, yeah. where where people are just like, no, nah, you can't say, ah, oh, you're this. And I think the thing with him is as well, though, is he's always been a polarizing figure, mm. and 
obviously like the fact that he brought up that like he was back in pro wrestling and when he was in WWE like and like brought up the fact that that made I, I, I personally I like a lot of people have had like an issue with that in bringing yeah. it I, I don't because I thought it was a very candid promo I thought it was him being honest and him just he didn't he didn't write a script he just mm. went and said what came to mind and I, I think it would have it would have been almost un, like not insulting but almost like untrue to the moment if he hadn't have brought it up because obviously it wasn't in the room mm. and he didn't in fairness to him he didn't like shit over WWE no. he said I left because that place was making me ill. Yeah. Two very different things. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I get that. I think my my little gripe with that is, and we've gotten massively off subject of what the actual news piece is about, <laughs> but it's but it's a massive fucking talking point. And it's we the biggest story be, in wrestling. Exactly. We it would be remiss if we weren't sitting and talking about this yeah. in depth. Um, and also we went on the AW podcast, so this is our this is our reaction, which people will probably want to hear. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whilst um, whilst I, like his promo that he cut the other week where he said, I left pro wrestling seven years ago and now I'm back. And you're like, well, you know, you were, you were happy picking up the millions and millions while you were still there. Like, you were staying for a reason. You were, like, to a degree happy there to do it. Like, don't entirely shit all over it. Also, this whole I pro know, wrestling like- sports entertainment thing, like... Wrestling, whatever promotion you watch it in, is sports entertainment. WWE brand themselves very specifically as sports entertainment. Fair enough, no one else does. But ultimately, any wrestling organization, brand company promotion, wrestling is a sport, you are being entertained. It is sports entertainment. That being said, we both know based, well, especially based on what Nick Carton was saying last week. Oh, God. If WWE could get away with not putting wrestling on their shows, they would. What the? F- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> if they could have a four-hour show of adverts and promos, they would have it. Fuck me. Yeah, that that whole thing for of oh, well, we could have raw as raw as four hours long. Behave. Yeah, for a company called World Wrestling Entertainment, they're obscenely ashamed of the wrestling part. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So that I think that's that's the whole pro wrestling. Sport yeah, 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 yeah. I that's see fair. that. I, I get do. that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, yeah, he, he left. He, it's one of those things, isn't it? He left the job because it mm. was making him immensely unhappy and unwell, and physically yeah. unwell. Like, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that people kind of forget is then he, he went through like a four-year legal suit. Mm. WWE. Yeah. So he's not had like that sort of grace period to kind of like rebuild himself and like mentally he's, mm. he's had to deal with all of that. Yeah. 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 Going from that. So I, I can see why. Mm. Yeah. I, I see why he's like the whole sort of taking a, taking a ways there. It's like, have you listened to the interview they did with Colcabana years ago that got him in the hot water in the first place? No, not fully. Like I've heard a lot so, of people talk about that and, and, I think that would probably shed a lot more light on it where like it it was almost like he felt obliged to help Vince out a lot of the time. Right, and, right. Like, be like, just just one more favour, then I'll then I'll give you like this like what you want. And it was always just one more favour. Right. Kind of like kind of like with the Undertaker last ride thing where Vince is always asking for one more favour. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's literally what Punk the was having sort of thing, to deal I with. See. 
So even though he was like, even though he was taking the wage, he was still like, well, I need time off to heal. Mm-hmm. It was always that one more favor. So it, it's that it's a weird mentality in the WWE anyway. Like yeah. the, the place is like a foot, as I say, the carny roots just show every night again for all. To see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's get back to talking yeah. about behind the scenes of this because. Yeah, we could, there's, we there's could a talk about this for hours. <laughs> we could, we could, and we probably will at some point. We'll, we'll probably do a, a, a an episode. Probably do a favorite just, CM Punk matches. Um, yeah, getting to know you at some point. It's a good show, actually. It's a good show. Um, yeah, let's let the others know goes because that might set, that might end up on everyone's list. Mm. It's got the potential, do not it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. As everyone knows, it's not a secret, CM Punk returned to wrestling last week uh, and Fightful have gained some more details about um, that particular spot. Um, AEW talent had obviously been discussing the return for weeks, um, but all that we'd... but all that we spoke to uh, claimed that they were never told outright by Tony Khan or AEW that Punk would be there until he showed up at the venue. Instead, he was listed and referred to as a guest. Uh, Fightful were also told that CM Punk was smiling, happy and easy to talk to and to get along with backstage as one would expect based on that promo. He wasn't hidden backstage and socialised and took pictures with the roster even before the debut happened. Much of the roster was... um, at the curtain or by the side of the monitors to watch it happen. Uh, there's a nice little video actually of just as his music hits where he's backstage and his reaction to kind of the crowd pop was, was really, really nice. Oh, no, cool. being the elite. And they, they did a behind the scenes thing as well on um, AW's YouTube channel this week. Okay. Also, uh, Ethan Page and Evil Uno both have like video blogs um, or vlogs as they call them. The kids <laughs> call them these days. And they uh, they actually like took a shot of it from the crowd oh they, okay they were they both kind of snuck into the crowd and took a shot from like that like the fucking cheap seats that's pretty and, cool they're all fat that's what's really nice is they're all clearly fans well like to want yeah. to sneak in there and get it for you yeah yeah like ethan page on his on his vlog was like talking about it like saying just how much like the place chicago mental like mm-hmm. let alone let alone any of the like cm punk stuff obviously the rumors there and that's exciting for all the guys yeah but the fact that they were in the place where Michael Jordan played basketball. That's massive. And they're all talking about the last dance, like Eddie Kingston on one of them is literally stood looking at the statue of Michael Jordan, cutting a promo on it, saying he hates him and he thinks he's a piece of shit because he like <laughs> denied the New York Knicks so much stuff. For all the years. <laughs> um, uh, that's the way I'll throw that on Discord later because it's yeah. I, oh, this afternoon. It's quite that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they were all kind of like get all like the basketball fans because there's a lot of basketball fans in AW were like course, yeah. just excited about that prospect in itself. Mm-hmm. So it was a, being in that building itself was a cool moment. And then let alone that, everything with punk, yeah. Obviously that moment, um, which is as I say, it's one of the biggest moments in like the last decade of wrestling. It'll be one of the bit like you talk about this in ten, twenty that, years, and it also be one of the biggest moments in wrestling. I've, yeah, like I've never experienced from watching it a pop like that. For a long time, yeah. like, especially because like the anticipation, and that's that's the other thing which made it so cool. The secret was out; we all fucking knew it was coming. Hmm. But it with no still one still didn't st- stop you reacting the way you did. Like... No one believed it until he walked out on the stage. Yeah, yeah, and that was what made it so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
continue on with the the, the fightful quote uh, they said while he was there he also did promo photos uh, and the like and went out with some of the roster and friends afterwards the entire roster was not present at Rampage so there will be some of them uh, will be the Ah, so there will be some that actually meet CM Punk for the first time at Dynamite. Fightful continued and said they learned at the time they were discussing uh, there was discussions regarding a multi-year contract with Punk to return, uh, with Punk's side being open to accepting that. They were also told that talks started well before that June at the latest, uh, as of the week prior to us reporting. Uh, the two were in talks, and we'd been told of plans for a late August return. Punk's I'm Back press release uh, was set at least a week ago as those within Warner Media knew of the plan for a Jordan-esque release. Already huge. Already boosted the ratings as well, hasn't he? Mm. Got 1.2 massive. 1.2. The thing with the ratings as well is the Nielsen ratings is like a really dated system. Mm. So like it doesn't take into account the people watching on fight. I know yeah. when I when I was watching Rampage and Dynamite, the fight app crashed like two or three times live. Really? Yeah. Like cut all like did a live watch along of it and like the, the fight app just completely crashed. They oh, couldn't shit. they couldn't watch it. They had the ch- they were live with like trying to fix it with the chat going, Oh my god, it's punk, it's punk. And then they like came they out and get he, it. they came up and he was literally just walking down. Oh um, man. And yeah, like I, I, I had problems. A couple of people have spoke to had problems. Um, so I'm, I assume it was probably a much larger number than 1.2 million. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But even still, 1.2 million on TV live, like live TV. That's massive. It's massive. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do we know what Rampage did? The debut one. Yeah, that was the same as Dynamite. 1.2. Bloody Rampage, hell. Dynamite did 1.2. That's mad. Sold off the fact that Punk was there, essentially. But he's, but he's not a draw. Well, he doesn't move the needle. <laughs> he <laughs> is the fucking needle. <laughs> he, he literally he literally broke Pro Wrestling T's record of all all time t shirt sales in a day. Mad. He broke the website because that many people were trying to fucking buy CM Punk t shirts. That's because we've they, not put ours on there yet. So exactly. Coming through. <laughs> Um, Coming soon. But, no, but he, <laughs> I, I, I love the, I love Dahlsen's tweet about it where he said, "I apologise for breaking this website." <laughs> <laughs> love that Danhausen. Yeah, clearly it was Danhausen who broke the website. Um, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, it, this. As I say, I could talk about this for hours. It was genuinely one of the coolest moments. As a, as a wrestling fan, it was the coolest moment I've had in years. Yeah, probably since being at WrestleMania. Hmm. Um, as someone who's been covering wrestling for the last year, this was the coolest moment we've ever covered. Oh, for that for me, like yeah, it it was just outstanding. It was so yeah. cool. Um, to add on to this as well, uh, in a post on social media, pretty cool ice cream revealed that Punk himself paid for the ice cream bars, and he had the idea to do this two years ago. He's been what? in talk with AEW since before they started. Wow. But wanted to, like, there was a lot that came out of the press conference with him and Tony. I didn't have enough time to, like, transcribe parts of it. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I remembered, like, some of the key parts. So they spoke prior to AEW being a thing. Tony wanted Punk to be the marquee guy that basically what, what Jericho was on the on the press conference. Right, wanted, right. Which, if, if they had done that, fuck me, that would have been huge. Jeez. Uh, and he obviously they realized they had to do it in front of fans. The pandemic really slowed it down. Mm. 
exactly. There was talk of him last summer debuting AW, but because there was no fans, yeah, just messed it all up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they said the big moment when sit uh, this they put this on Instagram. The big moment when CM Punk thanks his fans for waiting, grabs some ice cream bars on him. Were you there? Since we've been getting lots of questions, yes, the ice cream bar ice cream was on him. It wasn't a publicity stunt dreamed up by the promoters. He came to us on his own, asked him to help him do this two years ago, and finally the moment was right. Our small team worked tirelessly to have every handmade bar, every bar handmade, sorry, and CM Punk wrote the check for the entire bill himself. That's some real love, Chicago. Um, city of big shoulders and big hearts, and also they're still selling those shop, like the CM Punk ice creams in their shop, which is very cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Punk did actually uh, mention as well, like the thing that kind of really sort of like cemented him knowing this was the right thing, to, like place for him was uh, the way they handled Brody's death, and obviously they kept right. that real secret up until he actually passed away. Right, right. And he was like that. That's like that sort of like community feel amongst the company. That's the kind of place you want to work. Yeah, like you literally, you whenever you see guys from AW talking about it especially guys who have been in WB and then gone to AW, they talk yeah. about how nicer place it is to work. And it's cool mm-hmm. that, like, it's cool that that's kind of, like, resonating with a lot of, like, bigger names now as well and saying, like, this is such a cool, like, place. That's the reason I've decided to go there off the back of... Yeah. 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 It, it just makes you want to root for them, doesn't it, as well? It does. Like, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he said that. He also said, obviously, uh, he was on um, Heels, the Stephen Hockey Mm-hmm. Uh, playing a character called Ricky Rabies. Um, he comes up with roadkill on him. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said, like, he already knew when he started shooting that, that he was going to be going to AW. He hadn't he hadn't signed anything. He already knew it's what he wanted to do, though. And he okay. kind of, like, decided. Um, and he used that, like, that show as, like, a way to get himself ring ready without without drawing attention Too to getting himself ring ready. Makes sense. Because obviously it's like, oh yeah, he's playing a wrestler in a wrestling TV show. Mm. Doesn't raise too many suspect like or as it many. Yeah, it doesn't raise that many eyebrows that CM Punk's like training in the back of Pro Wrestling Teasers store in a wrestling ring un- with film under cameras the, under the nightfall. Yeah. Uh, for a return to wrestling when he gets announced as being cast in a show about wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very, a lot of very cool things all came out of that. Um, I'll have to go back and watch. Well, go yeah, find out and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, some more AW news. Couple more. Uh, AW referee Bryce Remsburg has revealed uh, he's re-signed with AW for another couple of years. It's pretty cool. Good he's stuff. a great referee. He is. He he's is. one of my absolute favorite referees. He's so emotive. Hmm. Um, he reminds me a bit of like Hebner. Yeah, the way he's selling the way everything, he, he sells and, everything. He gets yeah. obviously there's that uh, invisible man versus invisible stand match where Bryce is the referee and he's yes. selling the shit out of the whole thing. <laughs> one man, one man theater. Um, yeah, big t- <laughs> that'll that'll be one that makes big tasty happy because obviously Shikara as well. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. good good uh, good to see the keeping Bryce on because he's awesome. Yeah. Um, moving on, this is a bit of a this literally broke like as we were about to. Come on and start recording. Okay. Uh, Andrew Darian, friend of the podcast, has reported um, that he's hearing that the possible new home for AW Dark will be Universal Studios in Orlando at a soundstage similar to what Impact used to use uh, when they were TNA. Um, That's pretty cool. 
there was a lot of talk, wasn't there, a few months back about Tony Khan wanting to do Dark as like a bit more sort of treated a bit more like a developmental. Well, that's uh, essentially what it is, but yeah, but like it, with its own sort thing, of like closed off entity, sort yeah, of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that that would be very cool because yeah, it's well. getting in front of the crowd, getting it, it's already good to see like the scouting side of things for that, like guys like Daniel Garcia, yeah. who literally has been not heavily well he has been heavily featured on AEW but like he literally come from like nowhere mm. doing one or two like enhancement matches and now he's like everyone's talking about him he's in a mini feud with Darby Allen um, that just had a match with John Moxley on uh, Rampage this last mm. week and he's about to get murdered by Minoru Suzuki more on that later um, oh god <laughs> Daniel Garcia future murder victim um, red <laughs> Next up, uh, AW have announced that they will have a Sun, uh, sorry, Saturday night dynamite on October the twenty third in Orlando uh, due to the NHL. Be nice, cheeky dynamite on the Saturday. Yeah, I'll be intrigued if the. In fact, I, I say I'll be intrigued. I already know it's going to be live as one well Saturday because they've put the tickets out. Um, nice. Yeah, last time they did the Saturday night one, it was uh, obviously pre-recorded, and it was when Brody won the TNT title. Oh, so right, okay. Usually, the because it's a Saturday night show, they try and like get a bit more eyes on it. Yeah. Because it's like, well, what else are you going to watch? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm already intrigued to see what they uh, do for this. They've also um, announced some shows in, I think it's a week after Full Gear in Richmond, Virginia. Um, okay. Hangman Page's home state. Yes. So I think that's when we're getting. That's when we're getting it. Oh, do you reckon? What, what we all want. Yeah, I'm going to win the belt. Then Adam Adam Cole's going to show up in fucking Panama Sunrise, and and then Ricky Starks is going to come out and spear everyone. Win all the belts. Win all, all of them. All of them. I I still I still think I've been saying this to Big Tasty and um, I've been saying it on Discord for a while now. I still think Hangman's going to win it. And MJF's going to just take it straight off him. Really? Yeah. And then it's Hangman chasing MJF for it. It's a, it. It achieves a lot of things. It's a new feud for Hangman. It's a new feud for MJF. They're both kind of getting dangerously close to... Well, Hangman isn't... But MJF's like, I'm, I'm bored of this Jericho MJF stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's been going on a little bit too long now. Um, and obviously that's wrapping up at all out. Hmm. Give MJF something to sink his teeth into until I don't know. Maybe let's say Punk. Give MJF Punk. Have him punk at full gear and then have him go after Hangman. Whoa. Beat Hangman Revolution or Windsor is coming or whatever. Um, that's my theory anyway. What, why would you say something so stupid and yet so brave? Because <laughs> it it makes sense. Like we can't have Hang Hangman can't have nice things yet. He's still. He can't. He can't finally get to the mountaintop and then be like, "Right, what now?" Yeah, he's got to get to the mountaintop he's and then get kicked off the mountain it. by some twat in a Burberry scarf. <laughs> oh, the way it works. That I don't is. make the rules. Um, speaking of just the way things were, uh, we were meant to get a very, very cool moment on Dynamite this week, and we were robbed of it. Robbed of it. Um. While speaking on his fanging and banging podcast, great name, a friend of the Superb podcast, Gangi Gangrel, 
Uh, he's talking about Edge's WWE SummerSlam entrance and claimed that he was supposed to appear on AW Dynamite and perform his iconic rude entrance. Uh, he said, I was supposed to be on a plane to Milwaukee on Monday. I got a return phone call saying, oh, man, we're so sorry. We're going in a different direction because WWE media stuff. Um, that entrance, everything Edge did was fucking great. The reason I wasn't so excited about it is because I knew I was offered another great opportunity and the time and took. AW contacted me and they wanted me to come into Dynamite. Um, and uh, they were put putting the entrance together. They put we're going to do the fire. They put entrance music together and they were getting it all together for me. Um, at the same time, I was trending and really happy for Edge on the inside. I was super worried, like, please don't let this ruin things. I called people and they were like, I wouldn't worry about it. When SummerSlam hit, I knew that was the final nail in the coffin. It was cool because I never knew what gang, the Gangrel Brood entrance would look like in 2021. It was tremendously done when I got the phone call and they, that they were going to go in a different direction. It's not their fault. It's just time. And I think it was Tony's idea to bring me in. Um, so I'm guessing you could have probably uh, done that to kind of get involved with the whole Christian and Kenny thing. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. I was maybe, trying to think. I was like, where would he fit in there? But yeah, I, I suppose that makes sense. Maybe have the shit third member of the brood against the shit third member of the acolytes and have a little stare down with Don Callis. Wow. Um, wow. I, listen, mate, I don't make the rules. Um, Gangrel wasn't the, the shit third member. He was the first member. There was two other guys there that just happened to do better afterwards. Yeah, but they, they did better afterwards, didn't they? Ah, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry. Fucking Fangy Janetti over there. Fangy Janetti. Um, come on, mate. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shame. That'd have been pretty cool to see. That would have been very cool, though. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Next, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, and Wrestling Observer Radio, whatever. Uh, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Go Ace! Is, Go Ace! It's still in the works. It was unlikely for Tanahashi to face Moxley on such short notice as he's set to defend his IWGP US title against Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Grand Slam on September the 4th. Um, is Kota Ibushi cleared yet? I mean, he must be if he's wrestling Tanahashi on Saturday. That's that's only next Saturday. Yeah, he's been he's been knocking about for a little while. Okay, give me two seconds. I'll find out. I mean, he sounded like he was quite ill. I think I can't remember the reports. I know we we spoke about pneumonia. It was pneumonia. So yeah, that was it. And then he had the complications. Complications even. Sounds like you've got complications. Getting your words out, Hen. I know. I'm really bad at typing and talking at the same time, as you know. It <laughs> can he multitask? It's like fucking having Aaron's brain all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> I say something really controversial the second to get the podcast cancelled. Um, <laughs> That's why it's my job as an editor to get rid of those <laughs> editor and producer. Get rid of that nonsense. Um, you don't want to get in any hot water. Have you got anything oh, on Abushi? He, he uh, last wrestled on the seventh uh, of June. Uh, no, sorry, the second of July. Looking at the wrong dates. The way okay later. Um, so I'm guessing he's. I'm. I mean, I assume he's cleared. He, I think he has been doing like a bit of promo work for this match. Okay. But he's just not actually been in ring yet. But hopefully he's all right because fucking in, love Kota Ibushi. In Montana Hash, he'll be a fucking banger as well. Oh yes, boy. Yes, boy. I'll be nice. Yeah, man. Could could I uh, watch that before uh, all else? Could do. 
that could be the pre-show match for us. Oh, oh. Pre-show match for, for the boys. I say, I say that. Um, GCW doing a War Games match the day before as well. Oh, fucking hell. So that'll be good. Will it? Yeah. Ricky Shane Page in it, mate. It's already oh, okay. guaranteed to be a banger. All right, fair enough. As long as there's no fucking pizza cutters, we're all right. Well, Nick Gage isn't still in it. But, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Should Nick, we talk Nick about... Gage. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about rest of the world? Oh, shit. I, I put this one down to confuse you and I've got to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to do it anyway? It's up to you, mate. I'll, I'll read it and then I'll watch your reaction and laugh. Right, So uh, there's another shake-up in CMLL as the man portraying Mystico has departed from the promotion. And the original Mystico, Mystico also the original Sin Cara, has once again assumed the mantle. Uh, Mass Lucha reported that Mystico 2, who is the brother of Roosh and Dragon Lee, has quit the promotion and may potentially go on to become Dralistico. Later, CMLL would announce that Carol- Caristico, the man who was Mystico prior to be... Becoming prior to the, the passing and joined WWE to become the first Sinkara, not to be confused with the second Sinkara, who was Hunico, who worked for Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, <laughs> will once again wrestle under the mantle that he made famous and made him famous. Thanks for Fightful for clearing that one up. Um, when well, you say clear it up, I've got a headache still trying to understand that. <laughs> I nearly got a nosebleed reading that out. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, the original Sinkara. Um, the, the shit one. Mm. Um, he used to wrestle under the name Mystico and he was very good when he was wrestling under that name right. in Mexico doing good things. Um, he then lost the rights to the name because CMLL basically gave another guy the Mystico mantle. Right. Who to go to. Um, the guy who was Mystico 2 has left the company. Right. So now they've decided to bring back Mystico 1. Original Sin Cara. Yeah. Right. And... Um, not to be confused with Sin Cara 2, who's now called Sin Diora. Who's Hunico? Hunico, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, that, um, was fu- that was fun. That was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, I thought we'd enjoy that, mate. Uh, Thanks, pal. All, all the big new, breaking news stories here. Fucking no, hell, To mate. be fair, Mexico was sounding crazier than usual. Mexico's always a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, but now it's like when you they get, got like you get you get ring announced, you get fucking commentators blading on spots. Oh, mate, that, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best. The best. <laughs> I fucking love that triple mania. Lockdown triple mania was like the craziest triple mania somehow. <laughs> the L- Laredo kid going into business for himself, kicking out the one winged angel three point one. <laughs> You've got Hugo Savinovich blading because someone knocked him out of his chair, like he used to do in the Astude era. Fucking hell. All it needed was fucking Brick from Anchorman running past with a trident or something. <laughs> yeah, you did that Brian Cage dressed as Thanos as well. Yes. Big fan of that. And Big Leo fan. Rush dressed as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Kenta has revealed on his Twitter that he's been dealing with a positive COVID-19 test. Uh, get well soon, mate. Yeah. Because um, I, I love I think, I think he's actually cleared now. Okay. He'd, he'd missed a couple of weeks and it was like, oh, why has Kenza missed this week? And then he, he came out and said, I've just recovered from COVID. I see. Um, yeah, uh, get well soon, Kenza. Get Absolutely. back to kicking people in the face. He's already multiple times now called out CM Punk. Oh. Since last week. Is this for ownership of the GTS? 
Well, I think it's just because he it, because he knows it's a dream match as well. Like, but have he, the match, but but the GTS is banned. I I well, I, here's the thing. I think if they have that match, they're gonna have to be very careful because Kent is probably gonna break Punk's orbital bone like he usually does to people. <laughs> Who's and he it, did that to? Um, it was Austin Aries. So that you know, couldn't happen to a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> Didn't he? Didn't he make Daniel Bryan deaf in one ear as well? Yeah, he kicked Daniel Bryan so hard in the match in Ring of Honor that he can't hear out of one ear. Brilliant. Um, known, yeah. known hard their, man, Kenta. Their, their <laughs> match, which I've shown you the entrance of, where uh, yeah, it's the, the final, final countdown. countdown. <laughs> yeah, that match is one of the hardest hitting matches I've ever seen. Really? And I've watched Ilya versus Walter. I was, was going to say I've watched Ilya versus Walter. <laughs> <laughs> one it's and a, two. <laughs> it, it's free on Ring of Honor's YouTube channel if anyone wants to go watch it. It's fucking amazing. It's sweet. It's half an hour well spent. Um, speaking of people who like hitting people extremely fucking hard. Jesus Christ. And Ring of Honor legends. GCW have announced an absolute dream match that Minoru Suzuki is going to face Homicide on the September the 24th show. Get lost a lot. Um, so Minoru Suzuki got left out of the G1 again. And... In, the, which, the, 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 the disrespect. I mean, it's probably Absolute. like it's probably a saving grace to all the all the young lions. He all the fucking celebrated beating up. Um, <laughs> but now it's just it's just like you've got to worry for Marco Stone because he's probably going to do that to him in GCW. Oh um, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Suzuki's basically announced like a sort of like three four week tour of like the US. Oh no, it's like two months because he's doing like yeah. Four New Japan's from shows. Yeah, man. He's going to be doing some New Japan, uh, some New, J- uh, New Japan strong tapings as well, I believe. Suzuki um, lad on tour, and also another match which I've referenced more than once. He's going to face Red Death Daniel Garcia at West Coast Pro on um, October the eighth. It's nice uh, knowing you, Daniel. I mean, yeah, AW's just signed Daniel Garcia, and then already you, they've. They fed him to Mox. Planning his funeral. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I, I mean, I say they've signed him. They haven't signed him yet. They've just kind of like got like a, a retainer to sign him. Mm. Uh, clearly, they're waiting to see if he survives Suzuki. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think he will. Uh, no, no. All I'm saying is GCW shows give us Suzuki versus either Ricky Shane Page or fucking Nick Gage because that'll be like Armageddon. Or... If they want to go the other way of it, give us Suzuki versus Jonathan Gresham because that'll fucking slap. Ooh, yes, please. Or Suzuki versus Lee Moriarty. That'd also slap. All of it. Give me all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. I'm intrigued to see who they, who else they announce Suzuki's going to face though because mm. Homicide Suzuki's basically going to be well, the Homicide. Homicide. <laughs> um. It, it's it's basically just going to be two grizzled old bastards beating the shit out of each other, which I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah, very excited for oh, that. Oh, fuck, I've cool. just realised Suzuki's in America for fucking PWG Three Menders. Is he now? Oh. And oh. He, in fact, he's in California for it. Oh. Oh, go on. Go on, Super Dragon. Go ahead. <laughs> you, haven't got, you haven't got a match at Three Menders yet, Super Dragon. Come Super on. Dragon versus Monoru Suzuki. Jesus now the world <laughs> would implode. <laughs> Suzuki had no sell a fucking curb something with a ladder around his neck. <laughs> no one needs to see that. I mean, I do, I, I do kind of need. You to see do. That. That's all you fucking. That's I, all you've. You've not shut up about that since SummerSlam. 
listen, mate, I, I bought PWG streaming service and I've just been reliving the joy, the glory days of PWG. <laughs> Curb stomps through ladders. Curb stomps through ladders, super kicks with uh, thumbtacks on the glue to the bottom of the shoe. Uh, on Candice LeRae. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> He's wearing white and bleeding buckets. It's fucking awesome. Delightful. Right, yeah. moving on. <laughs> Get that right, come on. <laughs> Last bit of news um, for the week. So according to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Braun Strowman's likely landing pad will be Impact Wrestling. It appears that the former Braun Strowman will be here. Strowman is interested because he is a big name who was a headliner in WWE until recently and will probably be pushed to the top here, uh, was the quote. Um, do you see him in Impact? I think he'd be a big fish in a small pond in Impact. Mm, I do. Not that that's a bad thing because I think... I, if you want them, Bra- Braun's got like a crossover appeal, hasn't he? Because he is in traction. Because... Yeah. He's um, got that, that Andre the Giant, like big show kind of yeah. big, big guy trash. He's got the charisma as well. Like, you yeah. listen to him and he's, yeah, he can speak well it, for himself. It, it's interesting because I I know Mark Henry's been very vocal about wanting Braun to, stro- to show up in AW. Mm. I don't think he'd necessarily be a good fit there. No, I don't. But I think if they get him an impact and then have him just sporadically show up in AW, that would work. It's not a bad show. Um, also, um, uh, one thing I forgot to put down with that is apparently Impact are pursuing Bray Wyatt and Buddy Murphy quite like quite persistently as well. Down to whether again, two guys. I think Bray Bray's like seems to be a lot for AW. It feels like it, according to the rumors and according to like uh, according to. Um, like the way they've sort of booked Alistair Black and just give him fucking free reign to just do whatever he wants mm. and just made this slowly made the Cody's nightmare family. Um, I, I can see them just going, yeah, what do you want to do, Brian? And just being like, well, excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Buddy Murphy is an interesting one though, because uh, Scott Damore accidentally leaked this when he was pissed at a baseball game. <laughs> oh, really? On someone, um, on uh, Jade Chung's Twitch, I don't know who that is, but he was at a baseball game and he, behind the bench, she went, have you got a scoop for me, Scott? And he went, oh yeah, you can see Buddy Murphy this Thursday on Impact. And, but he, he was like grinning, like he was laughing about it, as if like he was joking, but it wouldn't be that much of a surprise, would it? No, no. I'm excited <laughs> wherever he goes to be fair. Like, I'd like him in AEW. Yeah. I'd really, really, really like him in AEW, but... I'll be happy wherever he goes. I, he's insanely talented. I just want Buddy Matthews versus Darby Allen to happen now. Oh, yes, please. I, I want that. I want him to face Eddie Kings, then that'll be nice. I want him to join the House of Black. I want him to, yeah, I want him to be like Malachi's like hired gun. Yeah. His disciple. Like, the way they're booking Malachi at the moment is incredible in the way that he only really gets his hands dirty when he wants to. Yeah. And it, other than that, he's kind of just like sort of like lurking in the shadows and you don't know when he's going to strike. Mm. If he's got like people to kind of do his dirty work for him and then when he shows up, it's like a big deal. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Like when the lights go li- on. A little man. bit like how they treat Roman. Like yes. he'll make Jimmy and Jay do his dirty work for him and he'll only get his hands dirty when he has to or if he feels he needs to. Otherwise, he'll just kind of sit and pull the strings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like him here. Send them broccoli. 
Brock Anderson to the Nether Realms this week as well. Of course, you did. Yeah. Was, it, was there a curb stomp for a ladder? No, no, not good enough then. Significantly, not enough of them. Um, <laughs> there, there wasn't. There wasn't even Ricky Starks. Which let's not get started on that. <sighs> no Ricky Starks on AW this week. No Pretty Deadly on fucking NXT UK this week. What's the fucking world come to? Just, just cancel it all. Just get rid of it. Get all. in the bin. <laughs> Fucking shit scene. about this CM Punk fella. I want pretty deadly on me telly. Who? Um, don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that, that's that's a, an embarrassment of riches, though, when you can't get someone like Ricky Starks on TV. Mad. Mad. But yeah. Either way, wrestling's dead good at the moment, isn't it? It's, it's pretty good, mate. Well, it's all right. Mo- most of it. Mm, yeah. Let, let's, ign- let's ignore the big one. Just Don't worry about that. <laughs> Sweet. All the others are very, very exciting. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining, joining us in this uh, somewhat disjointed news episode. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done one where we've been having a few beers while we're doing it for a while. Have we? No, um, enjoyed that. We'll be having more <laughs> beers tomorrow. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Making the pilgrimage up to Liverpool. Yes, boy. If you want to uh, give us the latest scoops, because we do get a lot of these news stories off our Discord server. Discord, uh, we are at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, as always, you can find that on our Twitter page. I'll be probably tweeting that out again this evening. Um, we've got a really cool growing community there. A lot of a lot of good bands, uh, a lot of gaming bands as well. Um, a lot of people calling people out and then not backing it up on Avenue 3. Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So some people are lacking that killer instinct. Yeah. So some people challenge people, and then when you when you accept the challenge, they just go, "Nah, more." Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's an awesome community. Um, join us over on Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod, Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, uh, Twitch, Untitled Rest Pod. We do a lot of uh, streaming through our Discord as well, like by getting people to join the uh, Mario Mario Kart, uh, Mario Golf. Uh, what else did we play? Among Us. Knockout City, Among Us, Rocket League, Code Names. I'm going to start Box Party, What the Dub, all the good stuff. Um, When when Halo Infinite's free to play, uh, we'll be starting some of that. Yes. Lots of that. Um, Yeah. And also, just a separate little plug, if you're about in Liverpool tomorrow afternoon, myself and Troy will be at Top Row Brewing's Brewery in Bootle, England. Um, if you're in the States, there's enough time to get a flight over. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a flight between then now. Easy. Don't worry about it. Me and McTakey almost did it to Chicago last week for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> I can't think why. Um, but yeah, um, we'll be about, uh, we'll be posting our whereabouts on the Discord. Come say hello if you want. We'll have stickers. We will. Yes, yeah. boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, as always, thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. And this thing's growing really cool. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toprobrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, 
go to the brew tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.